0: This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. So, my guest today was supposed to be a turtle who lives in the woods near my house. His name is Carter, and I've met him a few times, but he's not the most outgoing turtle. We've reached a point in our relationship where he no longer dives inside his shell as soon as he sees me, but it's a work in progress. The other day, after much persuasion on my part, Carter agreed to sit in for the story. But at the last minute, a blue jay named Marco showed up at my window holding a leaf with a message scrawled across it. It said, Dear Rhea, Sorry, I'm having a big feelings kind of a day. I need to stay in my shell. Apologies, Carter. P.S. Here are some worms for you to enjoy as an afternoon snack. And at that moment, Marco pulled out some worms. Ugh, gross. I'm going to be sending those back. I'm of two minds about this, tiny people. On the one hand, I've totally been there. Have you? Have you ever just wanted to hide away in your shell? I definitely have. But I also think it's important to try to work through those feelings. So I really hope Carter comes in the future and listens to his story. I'll keep trying, tiny people. Okay, let's get on with the story. Ava Takes the Moon. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Eva loved to cut paper and cardboard boxes into dolls, dioramas, and brown paper foxes. She loved to paste cutouts onto big poster boards. In fall, she pasted googly eyes on the sides of small gourds. She cut old newspapers into shreds. She cut the tags off the mattresses of everyone's beds. It calms me, Ava said, when her mother objected. I cut paper, Ava added, when I feel disrespected. No one could deny Ava had talent, a gift, a rare ability to thoroughly sift through magazines, flyers, and recycling with speed to find just the right pictures she could possibly need. So when her mother would object, Ava would simply point to her latest project. I'm an artiste, Ava announced as paper trailed out the door. And still, even with paper piling up on the floor, Ava still, still needed to snip more. Things got crazy when Ava was stressed. She would snip till all her paper dolls were dressed in elaborate costumes, in hats, and in belts, until Ava's fingers developed small welts. Enough, her mom said one day, swiftly taking the scissors away. Enough of that snipping, at least for today. Ava stuck out her lip and mumbled, Okay. Somehow, Ava got from Monday to Thursday without her scissors to keep stress at bay. But on Friday, everything seemed to go wrong, and the day felt very, very long. Her best friend had to go home sick. At recess, Ava looked at her leg and saw a tick. After the tick was removed, Ava got paint on her shirt— So the rest of the day she was on high alert for what else could go wrong in the span of a day. And she arrived home exhausted, too spent to play. That night, Ava dreamed of cutting confetti, tossing it high. She suddenly woke, glimpsing the moon in the sky. The moon was full, shimmering, glowing in the dark, and seeing it there seemed to light a spark somewhere deep in Ava's heart. She searched for her scissors to commence with her art. Scissors in hand, Ava went in the yard. This'll just take a minute. Won't be too hard, she thought as she pulled the ladder out of the shed and listened to make sure her parents were in bed. Ava stood on the ladder ever so high And she snipped She snipped that moon Out of the sky She pulled the moon down And dragged it inside My very own moon, she thought to herself As she hung the moon above an old wooden shelf This was Ava's biggest project by far Bigger than her huge cardboard car. Bigger than the fort she'd made of papier-mâché. Bigger than the set she'd made for her play. Ava fell asleep, staring at the moon, feeling her worries fall away. But it didn't take long for others to see the moon was gone. out. In the deep dark, well before dawn. Dogs, owls, creatures in the night, people working the night shift now without light. Ava soon woke to the sounds of those sad to see a dark blank spot where the moon used to be. There were howls and hoots, shouts from nearby lamenting the moon being torn from the sky. Ava knitted her brows, not feeling so great, hoping the bad reaction might magically abate. But it did not. More creatures and people stared up at the spot where the moon used to be and where now it was not. Ava looked at her moon So bright, so clear. They'll get over it. The moon looks happy here. But Ava felt an unease spread through her frame. A feeling she could not easily name. She took up her scissors to quell this bad feeling. While outside, people and creatures were reeling. Missing the moon. Missing its glow. Wondering. Where? Oh, where did it go? Ava found the stack of papers she kept in her room and snipped to unload her feelings of gloom. She made paper leaves and snowflakes to hang in the window, but it only forced her to see the commotion below. The people and creatures would not let this go. They kept saying and shouting, Well, where did it go? but it's my moon, Ava said. But she wasn't quite sold. And now she wasn't feeling so bold. She felt bad, guilty for taking the moon. It has to go back, she thought. It has to go soon. Ava looked at the moon, then looked at the spot. Up in the sky, where the moon was not. She was good at taking things apart. Fixing them? Hmm, where to start? Ava put down her scissors and went off to search for what could put Moon back up on its perch. In the closet, she found a bag filled with sewing tools needles, thread, about a dozen spools, any color one might need. She pulled out the bag and dragged it with speed, down the hall to her room, where the moon waited. Outside, the upheaval had not abated. People and creatures were missing the moon. Ava knew she must put it back soon. She threaded a needle, as she'd seen her mom do before, and pulled the moon out through the back door she climbed the ladder with the moon tucked under her arm as she listened to the people and creatures' calls of alarm. Ava's hand shook as she started to sew, but as she went, helped along by the moon's glow, she found sewing to be fun and easy as pie as she stitched moon back up in the sky. Once she was done... The world around her hushed. And she could hear as the people and creatures rushed to glimpse the moon, to bask in its light. Now they could finally go on with their night. Ava was exhausted. She fell into bed, surrounded by paper and spools of thread. Things changed for Ava after that night. Just snipping things no longer felt quite right. Her art meant something to her, so she did keep at it. But she needed more things to do when those big feelings hit. So she kept making paper art. She loved how it looked. But she also started sewing, and soon she was hooked. She took up piano and tried her hand at chess. Because she needed more ways to handle her stress, to calm her big feelings when she felt like a mess. She learned to take deep breaths and let them out slow. She learned to talk more and let everyone know that she needed extra attention when she was stressed from all the people who knew her best. Over time, she added even more things to help her calm her big feelings. For when that little knot in her tummy seemed to sprout wings. Things like writing poetry, listening to music, or whistling a tune. So she'd never again do something crazy. Something like stealing the moon. will not believe who strutted in here as soon as I started the story. Carter. Yep. And he's eating those worms. Oh, it's just… I just can't. So, Carter, what did you think? You dragged yourself out of your shell to get here. Was it worth it? Oh, he's giving me a little grin. And he's not ducking back into his shell, so I'm taking that as a compliment. Alrighty, well, Carter, I hope you liked the story, and I hope all of you did, too. Special thanks today go out to Leah the Dolphin. Leah lives in the Caribbean, and she was recently caught up in a pretty huge storm that you may have heard about. It was scary. Leah and I are pen pals. I know, I know, it seems crazy, but... Dolphins are super smart, so she dictates her letters to a friend of hers who puts them in the mail to send to me. Don't worry, it makes total sense. Anyway, details. So, in her last letter, Leah told me about the storm. She told me how sometimes the ocean is calm and peaceful, sometimes a storm comes through, sometimes big feelings come around that feel like a storm inside you. You just never know what will happen in life. But storms eventually go away. And big feelings do too. And there are always dolphins and people to help you find your way back to that calm place again. So thank you, Leah, for reminding me of that. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Thank you to my in-house tech director, Peter Kay, for running my website and putting my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. If your family is enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And take a moment to share the podcast with a friend. That has been a really great way for more parents and grandparents and babysitters to find out about the show. I have a picture book, friends. You can find the link to purchase Little Fox Can't Wait to Dream on my website, www.littlestoriestinypeople.com. I love getting emails from you and hearing how the podcast fits into your lives. You can reach me at ria at com. You can also find me on the social medias. Friends, thank you, as always, for listening in.